Let's get to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, with Joe Ostrowski. Lion stuff is just, oh my God, I just want to vomit. Aaron Hawksworth. That's all I have to say to that. And Ed Egros. We will do the work for you. On the BetQL Network. Hello and welcome to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth here with you from 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Listen to the show on the Odyssey app, watch the show on twitch.tv slash BetQL on YouTube, and follow us on X at BetQL Daily. Joining us on the program today, hey, it's Wednesday, you know what that means. Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus will dive into the Week 5 NFL card, but first we will start with Major League Baseball and... Suffice to say, we took this one on the chin. A lot of our hot spewing takes did not pan out, and even some World Series contending picks are in danger of getting getting eliminated today, on this very day, Wednesday, early in the month. So let's go ahead and jump right on into what happened yesterday. Unders went three and one. The one that went over was the one we all liked to go under in the Diamondbacks, uh, basically winning that one and taking it to the over uh, in the ninth inning against the Brewers. Uh, Dogs were two and one. Minnesota Toronto is basically a pick 'em. But let's start with the Rangers and the Rays. And we'll begin with a philosophical question. If no one was there to witness a postseason baseball game, did it ever happen? Just 19,000 fans were in attendance between the Rangers and the I've been to Texas high school football games with more people watching than that contest. Anyway, we said the Rays were great defensively. They committed four errors. We said the Rangers would have some trouble with starting pitching. Well, Montgomery went seven scoreless. And now the Rangers are one win away from advancing to the ALDS, Joe. On one hand, I do understand the excuse of the time of the day for uh, for the lack of attendance down in Tampa Bay, but come on, there's never any support there. We we knew like half the stadium was going to be empty, and it was exactly just that. I, I'd say move the team, but whatever. Um, I mean, nobody seems to support the team down there. Yeah, just go go somewhere else. It's not going to happen down there. Has anybody scored a run yet? Yesterday was ridiculous. The every time you flipped on a game, you did have runners in scoring position, but they couldn't drive them in on the day with runners in scoring positions. All hitters hit 189, 189. They were 14 for 74. So, I mean, I guess you could make the case that even though the unders were the gambling story of the day and just so ridiculous. And, you know, the under that we did like, this is the one that actually made the most sense of all of them, too. But I guess, you know, you, you got to respect the betting market. The betting market was the only one that had that at eight. It's the only one. The other games were at seven and a half. They had it at eight for a reason. And uh, they, they were proved to be smart on that one, even though Burns was out there. And, uh, you know, second, third time through the through the lineup did not look all that strong. But, um, yeah, I'm it's. It reminds you, Aaron, it smacks you in the face. Well, we may have these strong opinions on certain sides have a big advantage. Can't forget it's baseball. It is, it's baseball and anything can truly happen. So we're going to be surprised a whole lot in the playoffs. That's what happens. 
And in the playoffs, like I kind of forgot how fun it is because one or two <laughs> big plays or moments could really like be the difference maker in the game. And there were some surprising things, like especially Jordan Montgomery. He looked outstanding. I wasn't expecting yeah. that. I thought that was a major mismatch. <laughs> that was a big swing and a miss by me in that game. Hi-oh. <laughs> Nicely done. I like it. Uh, no, I mean, Jordan Montgomery goes seven strong, allows just three hard hit balls, and there weren't a whole lot of strikeouts they, there. The Rays made a lot of weak contact, which you weren't expecting, especially from the top of that lineup. Maybe uh, Diaz and Rosarena can do better things today, and we'll talk about our predictions uh, for today's festivities. But at the same time, though, it, it wasn't just the defensive breakdowns for Tampa Bay. It was also the, the weekly hit balls that we were surprised by. And it felt like it was actually the Rays, the one traveling cross country and looking <laughs> absolutely exhausted, just missing out on the division instead of the Texas Rangers. Rangers look just fine. So that's no big deal at all. So there is that. Mm -hmm. Again, we'll preview game two a little later in the show. Uh, but I think one of the great stories Aaron, that you are alluding to as far as really fun moments, really fun things that we can get behind. How about the story of Royce Lewis coming off of a hamstring injury, gets two home runs in his playoff debut, and the Minnesota Twins needed every bit of it as they upend the Blue Jays 3-1. to one. Michael Taylor's defense might have definitely saved the game for Minnesota, and the Twins, their playoff losing streak ends at 18, Joe. See what happens when you don't play the Yankees? It's amazing. Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> it's it's not the Yankees. It was the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh yeah, like I wasn't surprised by this one. I know a lot of people were uh people were heavy on, on Toronto and it's far from over. Like this this is a series where you could look at today and say, you know what? I still trust Toronto. I like these pitching matchups the rest of the way. And this is when you would jump on them to win the series. You, you win today and you're in the ball game. You put yourself in a nice spot. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that in the series prices and how they've changed after one game. But yeah, I, I'm not all that shocked. I thought coin flip market had it right. And I expect mm -hmm. this one to go three games. So I'm thinking Toronto wins today and this one gets, gets pushed to Thursday. Yeah, because uh, the Twins were the favorite. The thing is, like, the Blue Jays just always break my heart. It is so tough with this team. <laughs> I always want to back them, and I will back them. I can't help myself because I'm Canadian. I want to see good things happen. But I guess on the flip side, you could still make the argument for Minnesota fans. All the misery they've had in the postseason finally comes to an end. What is it, an 18-game postseason losing streak? It's, it's over for them now. Yeah, so that's right. Good for them. <laughs> the streak is over. It's amazing. <laughs> yes. Celebration of the streets, ticker tape parade, all that sort of stuff. I, I think the city of Minneapolis in general, you think of all the pro sports franchises oh, yeah. there, they've all had some bad luck or bad moves at some point in their lives. And so yeah. it's good to see something that they can. I mean, the fact that what was it? The Timberwolves, uh, they celebrated a play in victory. They were going nuts, you know, Patrick Beverly and all that stuff. Like that just goes oh, to yeah. show what Minneapolis is like, that this is how much they suffer in general, that ending this playoff drought, they're celebrating that just as boisterously as, say, if the Red Sox won the World Series or something like that. 
Yeah, they're going to land on maybe an all-time receiver in Justin Jefferson, and he's never going to win anything because they don't have a quarterback once they move on from Kirk Cousins. Like, yeah, that, that's exactly what's going to happen. They would make the playoffs, and then they'd always get bounced early. Maybe they have some sort of a run. It, yeah, I mean, I think they've just been an afterthought much of the year because of this division in which they play. Like, oh, that's a trash mm -hmm. division. They're going to do what the Twins do. Oh, the Twins are going to win it. Okay, fine. They're going to get bounced early in the playoffs like they do every other year. But, um, yeah, I do think this is a little bit different. And, and it's different because of what we saw out of uh, Lopez yesterday. I mean, he beat Gaussman in that matchup. That's why a lot of people like the Jays. And that's the difference with this Twins mm -hmm. team that I was trying to make a case for. I, I didn't go to the window or anything. I didn't have that much conviction. But I felt it was different because of the rotation. That's always been their bugaboo. Like, yeah, we can hit. Yeah, we can do certain things. But they never had any depth of the rotation. And that's something they've concentrated on as an organization over the last couple of years, improving that part of the team. I wonder also with the Twins, since maybe they've been a little overlooked, that they're playing loose and more carefree, not feeling as much pressure. And I kind of like that for this Minnesota's team. Yeah, for sure. There, there's definitely something to that. And at some point, you're you're tired of hearing all the smack talk, talk and all of the insults, and the Twins were able to pull through. One went away from advancing to the ALDS. Uh, as far as National League and the Arizona Diamondbacks knocking off the <laughs> Brewers, I mentioned earlier, yes. the one over that hit, uh, certainly it was a bad beat. Two runs scored by Arizona in the ninth inning. Uh, what was it? It was four to three. A run was taken off the board at one point. And so it was four to three for the longest time. And certainly uh, under betters like yours truly were feeling good about uh, the possibilities there. Uh, but ultimately, uh, that's what happened. The Diamondbacks uh, scored two more and uh, got the insurance that ultimately they didn't need to have. But they win game one of that series. Corbin Carroll bursting onto the playoff scene, two for three with a home run. Meanwhile, Corbin Burns, who we thought would have a pretty solid outing, Joe, tagged for three home runs. Who says the Diamondbacks can't hit for power? If I told you, okay, Fat won't go three innings, okay? They're going to go to seven pitchers. They're going to get out hit. You've got Burns <laughs> on the other side. You go one for 10 with runners in scoring position and the Diamondbacks are going to win. Like I, I would think I'd get some pretty good odds on that. Like everything mm -hmm. that occurred in this game for Arizona to steal one. And I don't know if Jake was happy or sad because Jake's <laughs> whole strategy with this series was Milwaukee's going to win because they've got Burns and I'm going to come in and I'm going to bet Arizona to win the series after they lose game one and then he's not put in that position. But this is also his team. Uh, Jake, how, how did you feel about them stealing game one? Are you like, damn it, betting opportunity missed? Or are you happy about your, your squad stealing one? I mean, all things considered, like, I feel like I, we approached it the right way. Like, I feel like yeah. that was the right way to go into that. I mean, I'm happy for Arizona. If anything, this proves that Arizona maybe is a team that could compete and make a run deep into these playoffs. If Carroll's going to play like a superstar right away, if they're going to get contributions from guys like Morena, if Evan Longoria is going to play like that, and Evan Longoria yeah. Yeah. made a couple game-saving plays. I mean, they said it on the broadcast, mm -hmm. and it's very cliche, but he's about to turn 38. He looked like he was 28. Like, he looked awesome. Mm -hmm. So, And that's why they brought him in for moments like that, because he's been there, done it before. So I'm, 
both. I mean, I'm sitting there like, of course, like, of course, this is just how it's going to happen. I should have done it earlier or whatever. But still, I think thought about it the right way would would approach it the same way 10 times out of 10. And now we'll see what happens. I mean, today you have Peralta. I mean, Arizona's still dogs. Probably going to bet him again. Just going to bet him in game two. They're a dog with Gallon. Probably just going to bet him. Yeah, it's it's really close. But I also get it. Isn't part of that because yeah. the season's on the line for the Brewers? And Peralta's been awesome, especially at home. And yeah, and sure. yeah, and, and get and Gallon tripped up a bunch late in the season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that I, game was so fun. I think that was my favorite game. You know, having the Brewers up three nothing, and then all of a sudden, like everybody the only one with any scoring. Hitting. Yard, Marte, Moreno crushes it. Evan Longoria's making big plays. Like it was so fun. I love that one. It was. That one was fantastic. I think the most interesting aspect of that game was how the bullpens were used. And this is going to matter a great deal because it does feel like coming into this contest. And we'll talk about our our picks for uh, these games today later in the show. But when it comes to what needs to be expected from Zach Gallen. It might be a lot. The Diamondbacks absolutely exhausted their bullpen in this contest. The Brewers did as well. So it's, you know, it's not easy to say like who's in better shape, worse shape, things like that. But in terms of who will be available in game two and when you need key guys, that's going to matter a great deal. And I wonder too, because you've got Craig Council as manager for the Brewers. If maybe this is a time where we're going to see that managerial advantage just because of who was used in game one. So a mm-hmm. lot that has to be uh, you know sorted through, a lot that has to be figured out. But still, though, uh, game one and how that impacts the rest of the series, that's going to matter a lot when it comes to our discussions for game two. Uh, last game we haven't gotten to, the Phillies and the Marlins. Philadelphia wins that one four to one. Trey Turner makes his Philly playoff debut two for three with a double. Every single Phillies hitter, Joe, got a hit, but no one did any better than a double. That doesn't (laughs) happen very often in a playoff game, especially if you're only scoring four runs. Yeah, well, that was the one where we we got what we expected, right? It wasn't Mm -hmm. really much of a chance there for Miami in this one. Just too many injuries to their to their starting rotation. Not that that was the reason they lost, but Lazardo goes four innings and before they end up getting to the pen, they, they have no offense. They have no offense. So I I expect this one to be a short stay. Look, I mean the pitching disadvantage there. A Wheeler goes deep into the 7th. It, it was pretty much what you expected and they end up shutting it down last night. Uh Phillies take care of business. I'd be surprised if the Marlins force a game on Thursday. Wheeler looked really good, and I especially love Bryce Harper hustling around the bases, throwing off his helmet to make sure he can get home. Like, just... He's ridiculous. Like, like that was stopping him. He's awesome. He's awesome. Don't do this. Don't do this. No, no, but I'm saying the idea that... I, the idea that he had to throw off his helmet so he could be faster was so stupid. Like, Some really? of us have. He's flown. always done that, though. Some of He's us have, always done that. That's his thing. That's amazing. He has an aerodynamic head. What's the problem with that? By the way, Zach Wheeler's <laughs> sweeper caused 11 uh, cold strikes and whiffs. 
Uh, assuming the Phillies advance, that sweeper is going to be uh, arguably the most dangerous pitch in the postseason. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we go to the gridiron in our updated NFL power rankings with a twist where we rank the worst teams in the NFL. That's right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.